Building a truly conscious business takes more than just sage and crystals. It's a journey that requires you to take responsibility for your inner work. Join me and my dear soul sister, Mackenzie Marsleff, for a heart-opening conversation that will inspire you to shift the way you run your business. In this episode, you'll learn why who you're being matters more than what you're doing in your business, the importance of listening to your body for guidance, why you have to treat your business as an expression of your creativity, how acting like a martyr is not conscious at all, why money is conscious, the one principle that Mackenzie abides by to create her success, and her top two lessons in business. Mackenzie Marsleff is a conscious creative on a mission to restore the heart into business and beyond. She is the founder of Delighted by Desserts, home of the original dessert hummus as seen on ABC's Shark Tank, Cosmopolitan, Oprah Magazine, and hundreds of other media outlets. Mackenzie started Delighted by on her credit cards and scaled to a multi-million dollar organization within two years by following her intuition and focusing on service every step of the way. Mackenzie is also the co-founder, along with her soulmate, Michael, of Cacao Ceremonial Drinking Chocolate, a 501c3 nonprofit and Request Bar, a mission-driven protein bar company produced out of Mackenzie and Michael's very own high-vibe manufacturing facility in Bozeman, Montana. This is a jam-packed episode full of fresh new insights on how to create a conscious business, so I highly recommend having your journal out and taking notes. Now, if you dig this podcast and you want to connect, please find me on Instagram or Twitter at IamRuby or off the socials and on Telegram, rubyframon.com forward slash Telegram. And be sure to connect with Mackenzie and all her amazing companies at mackenziemarsluff.com and at Mackenzie Marsluff on Instagram. Of course, don't forget to grab a copy of my book, whether you grab it on Amazon or Audible or head into your local bookstore and just ask them to order a copy of Potent Leadership. Grab your copy today. You can also head to potentleadership.com. Now, whether you are a loyal listener or brand new to the podcast, welcome. Please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Now it is time to learn what it really takes to create a conscious business with Mackenzie Marsluff. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. 
I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, I am back with the first guest of 2022 and I am so excited because this guest is a dear sister of mine, someone that I just had the pleasure of deeply connecting with in 2021 through a peer mastermind and I'm just so grateful that we had the chance to connect in this way and dive deep because she's truly become one of my favorite human beings on this planet. And I don't say that lightly. I mean it from the depths of my heart. Mackenzie, welcome to Potent Truth. I am so grateful to have you here. Babe, you're so sweet. Thank you. I love you. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I love you and I am so honored. And it's been such a, a beautiful journey for us to yeah. get to know each other over the past year because in this peer mastermind, I mean, we went deep. We all went really deep. And so right it was away. like right away. So we just got to know each other really, really well in a really quick amount of time. And um, I just there's so many things. Let me start with this. There's so many things that inspire me about you. And I feel like I might make you cry. But Again? <laughs> just warning you, <laughs> one of the things is like your tenderness and, and just your ability to feel the fullest expansion of all your feelings, which I think is so beautiful. And we don't see enough of that in the entrepreneurial or leadership space. Yeah. And you do it with such grace. Oh, thank you, babe. You're welcome. You. It's, it's all that cacao, man. It's all that cacao. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, is uh, you inspire me, uh, with regards to your, your business savviness, um, but just your ability to birth these businesses into our world with so much heart mm. and devotion, which we don't see enough of. Um, and so I want to just offer our listeners just a little bit of a background on Mackenzie, who you are and, and what are these businesses that Ruby's talking about, by the way, I fully endorse every single one, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> yeah. So tell us a bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. Well, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and it just wasn't really given to me as an option to pursue. It was more about, you know, get the stable job and live the American dream. And so I was in college changing my major six times. Uh, <laughs> no one told me, hey, maybe you should just start your own business because I was interested in so many things, but not fully in. Um, but anyway, I actually moved to Australia in 2010, started my first business there in holistic health coaching and actually started my own wellness center. And I sold that within less than a year um, at the age of, I don't know, 24. Uh, and that was a really beautiful time in my life, but also I was deeply unhappy. Like it was amazing how the business <clears throat> was taking off, but inside I was really struggling and I was still quite asleep 
to my emotions, my feelings, to what was going on underneath the surface. And that was showing up in my relationships. So when I moved back to the States, I um, started a new venture. And within those two years, it wasn't working. I was in a tumultuous relationship and um, had that some traumatic experiences start to wake me up. In 2014, I was totally in my dark night of the soul. I just was hearing these messages. It's time to start addressing my trauma, which I didn't even know I had. Like I was that, I had shut down that much. I I wouldn't even cry in front of someone. I would not let myself feel. And these experiences in 2014 were getting my attention. And to the point where I couldn't, I started crying. I started having nightmares. I couldn't stop like feeling this, what I thought was maybe depression. Uh, and, but it led me to my knees essentially. And I dropped on my knees and I, at that point had turned away from my, um, Christianity because I had grown up in quite dogmatic controlling household. And I wanted nothing to do with that anymore. So I had turned away from any connection, but I knew I was in such a bad spot that to the point where I didn't want to be on the planet anymore and was contemplating how that could be done. And I dropped on my knees and I said, if there is a God or if there's something bigger than me, please give me a sign. And then I had a roommate come into my life that I randomly met through Craigslist. And she was a badass. Like she was so connected into her spirituality and doing yoga, taking care of herself in her service. And she was giving me these books um, by like Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and Marion Williamson. And it was so perfect because she invited me to get in the mirror and look at myself and start addressing my inner child. So I did that. And that was the beginning of my, my journey, my spiritual journey, my awakening process to look myself in the eyes, which was really freaking hard and to begin to cultivate love for myself and reparent myself. Mm. And then in early 2015, like January, 2015, I got a call from this just, it was so random, but not, um, to sit with my very first plant medicine in my first plant medicine ceremony in Sedona. And at the time I was living in Phoenix and I said, yes. And I don't know why, because that wasn't something I was into or didn't even know anything about. And my big question, as I was integrating a lot of this healing work I was doing was what is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I meant to do with my love, with my heart, with my time? And in that ayahuasca ceremony, I got a lot of clarity. She told me, Mackenzie, your purpose is to spread your glitter in the world. It doesn't matter what you do. She's like, it just matters how you do it and who you show up as in each room and with each person that you're with. And if you do that with intention, you will, you will fulfill your purpose. And it was so much relief for me because I had grown up from, you know, in a more pressure environment of succeeding, achieving and striving. And she gave me this permission to just be and really appreciate my being and that that matters just as much as or more than my doing. Mm -hmm. So within 24 hours of that ceremony, I was making my dessert hummus that I had made at the time for fun. and she. I not, I don't know if it was she or what, but I heard a message that said, this is one way you're going to spread your glitter in the world. 
And so within one week, I was in farmer's markets and I birthed my company Delighted By. And we were the first dessert hummus to national shelves. And I had no idea what I was doing. But the one principle I was abiding by that I was committed to was to let spirit move through me and to ask, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to ask those questions to my higher self, to God, my heart, universe, whatever you want to call it, and ask something bigger than me to move through me with my purpose of just spreading my glitter. No matter what happens, it's all about that. So this took me on a wild journey. And By leading from my intuition, we ended up hiring a team and raising money from a totally unconventional place. I never actually created a business plan for that business. I never had to give a pitch deck to my investors. I attracted in these really aligned investors that really were about the mission, more so about more so than just the return. And um you know, within two years, I had built a multi, we had built a multi-million dollar company and uh, gotten to 5,000 stores. And within five years, I think we sold almost or around $20 million worth of hummus. And it was, it was insane because I was just doing it from my intuition and asking, like, if you looked at my journals, it was all about where would you have me go? Like guide me use me, serve through me. Uh, and it t- just took me on all these different journeys. And in that time, I also got to bring through cacao ceremonial drinking chocolate. And that was a passion project that's still going. Uh, and now I'm, where do I want to take this? I guess I'll just recap, you know, close out that mm-hmm. in 2021, I brought on an executive team to help me build my business or to help me, I should say, survive inside of my business because I'd been exposed to so much in the industry that felt so wrong in my body and I couldn't, my nervous system couldn't handle it anymore. So um, one by one, I mean, all these things happened and I realized this is just not what I'm delighted by anymore. I'm not delighted by that, even though the money is there and the, the access to POs and distribution and all the bigness and all the press that we experienced for me, it wasn't worth it because my body wasn't happy. My body wasn't healthy. Um, so we made these massive decisions to let go of everybody in 20, early 2021 to scale back for me to get clear, what do I want? What do I really, where do I want to take this company? So then I brought my partner, Michael and I, we actually started our own facility in Montana this last year. And now we make all the products there. So I want to pause mm-hmm. see if there's anything you want to go on there or. If you yeah. Want I mean, thank you so much for sharing your journey. I think it's really important for our listeners to hear the process behind the creation because it's really easy for people to see the creation because it's out there in the world. They see it. That's what they're experiencing. They don't understand what went into it, what went behind the scenes of it. And I think there's a lot of talk also about building our businesses intuitively, using our intuition to guide us. It's one thing to say that. And I say this with experience and it's another thing to actually follow it. I strongly believe in my experience, at least it takes far more courage 
and bravery mm-hmm. to follow our intuition than to follow the paths that start to that that other people are taking or that we've been told to take or to have a proven track record because oftentimes the intuition will relay a message and you're just like that doesn't make any sense at all (laughs) exactly a lot of times it doesn't yeah and so when while you're on this process of of you know expanding yourself um, going through your own internal awakening and experience, starting these new companies, were you at any point in time, did you ever find yourself off the path of your intuition? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's a really good question. Michael reminds me, like I'll, I'll look back on certain decisions and, and think, should I have not should I not have done that? You know, should I have not hired that person or, and he's like, you had to go on that journey to learn your soul lessons that you had said yes to. And, you know, on a soul level. And, and that's what feels true. It's like, I was, I was trusting my intuition every step of the way, but that didn't always look like something to celebrate, you know, the result of that. And so then I would doubt And, but really it always comes back to, for me, that my business is less about being a business and it's more about me developing as a human being and and evolving and expanding and learning and growing. And so I would say that now I'm more tuned in to the red flags of, you know, I think I was really naive and so I do believe it was my intuition, but at the same time, I think there was still wounding mm-hmm. around my worthiness and a lot of things that maybe someone, let's say someone didn't believe that I knew what I was doing. I would take that in. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to do a lot of excavating of that so that I know that, yes, I am tuning into my intuition, but there's not like, I'm, I'm clear is this. Is there any wounding that's playing into this decision, right? Mm-hmm. Such as when I hired that executive team, I, I got such clear guidance to say yes to this guy. It really was. And it was, it's kind of confusing how it works out like that. It was clear guidance. And at the same time, I see that I manifested that specific person because I wasn't valuing myself in my business. Mm-hmm. So therefore I attracted him who wasn't valuing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of complicated sometimes because yeah, there's the intuition, but then there's also this, the things that are lying underneath on an emotional level that we have to be really careful as entrepreneurs of where we're making decisions from in the why. Yeah. That's such an important reminder. It's like something I always say to clients, you know, your, your traumas and your wounds are going to be reflected in your business and <laughs> starting a business is truly one of the most potent uh, personal development, spiritual development journeys you could ever, ever take yourself on because there is no hiding any of your traumas and wounds. They come up day in and day out and are reflected in, in externally in your business, but internally you feel it, um, on a deeper depth. And I think it's because we take so much pride in what we're creating and we treat it like our babies, like we're, we're birthing these creations into the world. And so of course we're going to take things so personally when something doesn't work out, but there's an invitation in that, that within this thing, that's not working out. The invitation is, well, 
where mm-hmm. in this can I improve on myself or what can I shift or what do I still need to heal or evolve? Exactly. Yeah. And you had mentioned my tenderness. So thank you for that. It's this compassion that I have for, it's like, I can see everyone where they're at and understand why. And for so long, I was still letting those people in my business because I understood their background, their trauma, and I wanted to help them thinking that my business can be a foundation or a home for them to grow as well. And so it's like, as I'm refining my leadership, I'm learning also too, that the business is really sacred and we need people to show up in their fullness. And I just never wanted to be the bad guy. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to ever let someone go. I didn't want to ever give negative feedback. And it's like, what part of me is unwilling to do that? What part of me is so scared of offering that feedback and sharing what my expectations are? So it's been a lot of uncomfortable work around that. Yeah. A lot of uncomfortable growth, Yeah, but that's what is, there's something else that I always say that often rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but I say like, not everyone is built for entrepreneurship because like, you know, not everyone is willing to do what it demands of you, which uh, sure there's all the the external things that it demands of you, but the internal demands are what's the hardest. I mean, I still have, yeah. I still navigate so many of, of the depths of myself through my business. And it's my business that helps me see these mm-hmm. pieces of myself, you know? And then I, I believe that's what really makes or breaks an entrepreneur. Completely. So well said. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so that's, that's a bit of, for our listeners, that's a bit of Mackenzie's history with her businesses. Um, and that's really important to understand just her track record and her journey and her success in, in everything that she's put her sparkle into, but the Mm -hmm. fact that she's also used her intuition to navigate her to, to create, um, which, you know, what we're really talking about right now is conscious businesses and building businesses with consciousness. And I think that this is a term that a lot of people throw around. Um, you know, we hear, I, I hear all sorts of titles now, conscious business strategist, conscious business marketer, conscious this, conscious that. But what does it actually mean? And what does it actually entail? Because I think a lot, it can, it's kind of like a trendy word, but it's not a trend it's actually a complete way of being Mm -hmm. it's, it's who we're being inside our businesses and, and outside of our businesses. And as we're running and leading our businesses. So I'm curious to hear from you, maybe your perspective on what is a conscious business? What makes a conscious business? Mm -hmm. That's a big (laughs) big question. I mean, this could be an open, let's just discuss this and unpack it. Cause I think it'd be really helpful. Um, it's something we need to address, especially yes. with where we're going in the world. And, and so many people are feeling called to shift and evolve their businesses and their work and the way that they're serving their gifts, yeah. that this is a discussion that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's about leading your business from a place of true soul alignment. And for everyone that's going to look and feel different, 
but essentially when you're expressing your truest essence, um, despite the wounding, despite the trauma, and you're aware of these different patterns within you. And when you're expressing from your truth versus, you know, because the industry tells you, you should do it that way, or because you're, you have to do this certain model in order to get X results. Like when you're doing it from those places, it's so obvious and you, people can feel it. But when you are leading from your truest essence and doing the things that you're genuinely delighted by along the way, I think that's for me right now, what conscious business is looking like for me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, that's why it's hard to even call it business anymore. And I think it is funny. There's a lot of business strategists, business coaches and all that. And for me, I'm just more so looking at as an expression of my creativity. And of course we have our PLs and we have our invoices and we have all the things we have to look tidy up in the legal stuff side side of things, but it's more about how can I express my creativity from a place of genuine truth and, um, deep embodiment of what I say, like really deep embodiment of leading from the heart of knowing my power. Um, but from a place of humble power, like true power. Uh, I think with the most you know, the biggest context for conscious business is triple bottom line. It's that you have some sort of social and economic and environmental impact, positive impact. But I think we light workers are being invited to take that so much further mm. um, rather than just having these boxes to check off. It's, it's more about who am I showing up and being just like you say, Oh, what else? I feel like you have something to share here. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with all that you shared and I love, especially what you shared about your business being an expression of your creativity. Um, I actually wrote that down because I think that's an important reminder um, because it's so easy for us to stray out of that when we get too much in the masculine of building our businesses that we stray away from our creativity. And that to me is what keeps us really aligned with our purpose and with our truth. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is like, yes, it's going to look different for every single person uh, because every single person is different and we have different values that we hold meaningful, which need to be embedded in the business. I mean, that's what gives our business soul alignment is because yeah. it's aligned with what we deem is most important. Yes. Um, and, you know, the business ends up Yeah, I also have this resistance to saying the business, but the business, the creation also ends up taking on its own consciousness, you know, uh, at some point, even as a personal brand, like at some point it becomes bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than how we once started it. And I believe that that's when we reach that place of the business actually truly having this consciousness mm-hmm. where now our gifts are being served not from the egoic place yes. but from a place of true servitude exactly exactly that's what i was feeling it's just it's all when it's truly about the service and offering get a gift to the world to make it better And it can be, it's very obvious when someone's leading from a place of getting something from you, Mm -hmm. you know, when they want to get something or achieve something for themselves. Um, And it doesn't mean you can't be thriving in your business and, and have an amazing life of clients and prosperity and all, and all the things, but it's more about where it's coming from. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I believe that deeper, you know, whether it's the trauma work or just, I guess not everyone is going to be coming from that in the same way I do, but I think still doing that groundwork, that ego work mm-hmm. to scrape those things out and know where it's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned money too, because it's really easy for someone to take what we just said and be like, okay, so you want me to give everything away for free. And, and there's this whole weird martyr, like identity that a lot of con quote unquote conscious people take. But in my opinion, the, that's not a conscious thing to do. (laughs) Like we need to keep ourselves feeling fueled in order to do the things we do. And I learned that, um, pretty early on, I I've had, I've always had a pretty good relationship with money the way I was raised. Thank God for my dad. Um, and I will go through my own traumas. Like sometimes when I reach a a new level of success, I start to go inwards. I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Um, but a lot of that is from all the toxic messaging that is in our space, like Mm -hmm. whether it's the entrepreneurial space or the personal development space or spiritual development, of people feeling like they need to be a martyr in some way, of people feeling like they need to overserve or overgive, yes. um, where it can't be about the money. And I agree, uh, like it shouldn't only be about the money. It shouldn't only be about the money. Like you get to receive back. It's an energetic exchange. Yes. Um, and <laughs> you also have to make sure and, and, you know, maybe some of you listening, this might be, this might trigger you, but you have to make sure that what you bring to the table is of value. Yeah. You know, cause now we've got like people who are brand new to coaching, charging six figures. And it's just like, wait, what, I know. where's your experience? Right. Yeah, totally. And yeah, that's the thing with there's, there are so many light workers and healers that have yet to fully value themselves. And there's still that come from of the wounding around money and the wounding around the patriarchy and the wounding around the matrix. And there's, it's, we have to be careful to not be so against those things that we keep ourselves actually being supported. And that's how I see with the creativity, maybe it's more of a feminine process, but then I always make sure I value my creativity and my sacred feminine so much that I'm going to make sure I support her. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, providing that structure for her and that stability for her um, because she's worthy of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. It's like, it's one thing to be an artist and, and to bring art out in the world, but you do have to make sure you're supporting that. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, creating this right structure is the right foundation. And yes, in this current moment that involves currency mm-hmm. that in it, that involve involves the dollar. Um, and it doesn't mean that I think so many light workers too can feel the future where there's going to be a new system, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that's going to look like either, but we, I think we can feel it that the current system maybe is a little bankrupt mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't want anything to do with it, but why not take that opportunity to heal that within ourselves to heal the trauma associated with that, to heal the, um, the deep stuff in our psyche around that, and then immerse ourselves back into that current system so that we can serve fully supported, fully in our power without any lack, Mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. Money is such an interesting thing, especially as entrepreneurs and the energetics around it. It's all about the energetics. It has nothing to do with the money itself. It's all about the energetics and our wounding around it, our stories around it, our beliefs around it. Um, And it's so important to, to understand what that relationship looks like Mm -hmm. for you, for me, so that we bring into our businesses, this healthy relationship with the energetics of what money represents. Um, you know, for example, when I started stepping into combo, uh, right away, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to charge what every other combo practitioner charges. Cause there's like a going rate for combo and everyone charges this amount plus or minus $20, mm-hmm. but I don't even get on the phone for that amount. And I've been doing my work for a really long time. I've, I've been here longer than most coaches coaching since 2014. Of course, I'm going to bring those gifts into a ceremony. Um, But it was interesting because I could feel the energetics from other people when they come to book. And it's the reminder that I value my time. I value my service. I understand what I bring to the table and I know I'm not for everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. I know I'm not for everyone. And I think that's important for people to understand, but also not to get so out of touch with reality. Again, going back to what I was saying about brand new coach charging six figures, it's like, don't be so out of touch with reality that you're just leading by money or optics. Cause this isn't about that. This is about the service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a touchy subject because it's like, of course we deserve to thrive and have, and be valued for our services. And then there's, it's very obvious in the coaching industry, what's going on with it's like spiritual materialism or something. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like materialism is being glorified so much and consumerism is being glorified, but because they're plucking themselves out of the nine to five and, and gaining the clients and gaining those, that certain amount of money. It's like seem seemingly conscious, but Mm -hmm. that's something I'm sensitive around too, because again, doesn't mean you shouldn't have really nice things and an amazing home and be able to travel and and all the things that you desire, Mm -hmm. but it's just more about like, where's the come from? Yeah. 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 I mean, and the same goes for your businesses are product-based and, you know, for example, the brownies, like this isn't just one of those two bite, what are they called? Two bite brownies. You buy at like a local grocery store (laughs) by like the bulk bins. This isn't a two bite brownie filled with shit ingredients. (laughs) You know, this is a good quality, well-made creation Mm. with a price that reflects that. And I think even in the products, like, cause I'm big into health and wellness and I spend what some may think is an exorbitant amount on my wellness, um, on like supplements and things like that. But it's like, I want the high quality stuff. Like I, I understand. And this isn't about optics. Mm -hmm. It's about finding what is actually best and most aligned for me and my body and my system. Mm -hmm. And you know, our, our pricing, I'm saying this to say that pricing something doesn't, it can't come out of thin air. Like it can't just be for optics. Cause a lot of people will say, well, if we price it higher, then there's a psychology around it, which there is yes. And, um, that's not a conscious business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. 
but pricing to make sure that you're covering all your ingredients, you're covering the cost to produce, you're covering your team, you're covering yourself that you, you, your team and what you've created is taken care of so that you can continue to bring this creation into the world. Mm -hmm. That is conscious. Yeah. I love the conversation around pricing because in the food industry, where we currently stand with our products, we wouldn't be able to even get into stores because the retailers say that's not competitive enough. And so they force the vendors, the suppliers and the brands to go down on price, meaning they force them to drop the quality and they're going to have to cut corners. And that was proving itself in my business, like DB 1.0. And now delighted by 2.0, when I took everything back in my hand, stopped using the co-packer because at the co-packer, I had no control over the sourcing at all. And we couldn't even be organic because we were already being kicked off shelves for being too high of a price. And these guys coming in and give, you know, offering a dollar 99, but people don't realize what it goes into making a tub of hummus. Mm-hmm. And so to get it at $1.99 and everything it had to go through from the farm to the manufacturing, to the trucks, to the distribution centers, to the warehouses, to the stores, like, how did you get it to $1.99? Well, because you sacrificed integrity. Mm. That's just how it is at the stores these days. And so for us, it wasn't, yeah, the volume, the volume's great. And it wasn't worth it for us because I didn't feel good about it. If I'm not going to eat it, if I'm not going to feel good about eating it, then what's the point, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting because we can take that, what you just shared about the tub of hummus um, and apply it to, to everything else. Use the tub of hummus as a metaphor, because when we see pricing or when we try and think of pricing, it is important to look at everything that goes into it and all the love and all the devotion and, and, Everything, everything, the the energy, the time, the resources, the service, all of that. Now, again, of course, if if you're going to provide weak ass service and just not fulfill on your promises, then you're just doing it for the optics. But if you really take into consideration the depth of what you have to offer, everything that went into you being able to offer this um, and your level of service of truly being there in service, then that shifts the frequency of what you ask for. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all organic just so you guys know me and my coaching services, it's organic. (laughs) (laughs) Primo organic. Um, No, but this, I think that there's a resistance nap. There's this weird resistance talking about money as a conscious business. And I want people to know that this is part of it. This is part of the energetics of of having, you can't have a conscious business. If there's nothing fueling the business, what you end up with is depletion, fatigue, stress, like resentment towards your creation, which is the absolute worst been there, done that. (laughs) We need the fuel right? The frequency is the fuel. Um, what are some of like, what would you say are the, I feel like you probably have a ton of these, but I want to know your top two lessons that you have learned as a conscious entrepreneur and business owner. 
(laughs) The first one that's coming in is similar to what we were just talking about is the lesson to like never sacrifice my highest ideal. For instance, with the co-packer, I felt powerless so many times because I felt this responsibility to my business, my investors, the retailers and whatnot. So I continuously took my knowing, my desire, my integrity and my truth and just like would sweep it under the rug and be like, okay, I guess this is what she wants. She meaning my business because she is her own consciousness. I guess this is what she wants. And that was just so disempowering. So one thing for me, it was like, I actually can create exactly what, like every single part of my business can be a hundred percent aligned. What is possible when I do that? And that's where I'm at right now. It's I'm exploring that it's still a little scary because we're have, we're kind of in that in-between phase of switching the model, but that's one big lesson because I feel so much more proud. Like I, it, yeah, are the, is the volume way different for sure, but I feel so much more proud of what we're creating and what we're doing, what we're offering. So that's one thing is like not taking no for an answer for, for me. Like if there's something that doesn't feel right, I'm going to say it and I'm going to address it. And if it doesn't change, I'm going to actually switch mm. to a different person or a different vendor or whatever. Um, so it was one thing for me. Hmm. And that actually applies to my employees and my team members and the the standards that I am setting for myself and for them and for the team in general of truly speaking my truth when I feel something's off, saying, hey, this doesn't feel fully right. What's going on? Still addressing it with compassion and grace and permission. Like we've always supported our employees with coaching and intuitives and workshops and spiritual development and ceremonies. but it's almost like I was overdoing that and not speaking enough. Hey, this has to shift and inviting people forward. So that's one thing is like speaking my truth, period. Mm-hmm. I guess it could all be wrapped up as like truly speaking it all. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm scared of being rejected or scared of not being in the in crowd, especially with business. I think there's this pressure as an entrepreneur to have it all together and to be hitting your benchmarks and to know your numbers and to was really that wasn't my truth I'm more so in my feminine with my business and I'm more like mama bear um so that's one thing let me feel into the second thing that I've learned what's coming through for me now is that when what I've learned is that when I do lead from that creative um, inspired space, like truly from a place of devotion and from my listening to God, I'm always supported. Mm-hmm. Miracles always happen. And now I'm going to get emotional actually, because yeah, it's even when I'm taking a leap of faith or I'm not sure how it's going to turn out when I'm leading from that absolute truth of the capital T, mm-hmm. something always like happens. That's magical. Mm-hmm. Um, So I wanted to share that piece because I want everyone listening to this to know you are supported as a pioneer of a new paradigm. We are so supported by the universal forces to to lead from a totally new way that's never been done before. 
to create new systems and new foundations and new things. And even if our primal selves don't feel the safety of that, we will be caught on the other side. And I have, my whole business is proof of that. So that's one thing I've, I've learned and I continue to get to experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And such a powerful reminder because uh, what was coming up when you were sharing that is like, well, obviously, cause we can't lead the, into our new earth by still doing these old uh, paradigms in our business, you know, by repeating these old paradigms yes. and the old paradigms feel safe. The yeah. old ways of doing business and structure and strategy, all of that feels safe because it's been done. Totally. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone, everyone listening to this can probably think of one time when they've done something that's been done and it feels like mm-hmm. your, your gut's like, uh, no, this doesn't feel good. Um, and we're not built as human beings to do things the same way all mm-hmm. the time. Exactly. And we have to go into the wild unknown in order to create the new inside the food industry, that, that model, it, what, there is one way to get your end goal, which is to sell your company to some conglomerate. And it's literally one pathway. And all of the consultants want to, this is how you have to do it. The retailers, this is how you have to do it. The distributors, this is how you have to do it. And it's literally so boring. And so it just doesn't feel good. And I I realized I don't want to energize this system anymore. I thought I could change it. I thought I could change it from the inside. And I even tried to have those conversations of inviting the retailers to seeing it differently. And they just didn't want to change. Mm -hmm. They, they knew what they knew and that's what felt safe. Um, and so I decided to just pluck myself out and be like, okay, I'm going to go create my own little world over here. Uh, even though I don't know what that looks like or how it's going to unfold, but that's what we have the opportunity to do right now, especially in 2022. Mm-hmm. I feel there's so many new things coming through that we don't, we're not going to know how it's going to look. We're not going to know 10 steps ahead. We're going to know one step, the mm-hmm. first step. So if you are someone that has a vision that's presented itself. If you are someone that's tuned in to something new that can be offered to this planet, all you have to do is take the first step, be courageous enough to take step by step. You will discover it along the way. And that's, yeah, I'm really lit up by that right now. If you can mm-hmm. tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I can tell. And I think everyone can feel that. And it's the truth. And I think it's the truth that a lot of people are feeling but not really acting on. So let this serve as an invitation to start acting on it. Because again, like we are entering a new way, a new way of being for humanity, a new world. And we cannot take our old ways with us. Otherwise we're just going to be recreating the exact same thing that we are living now in this new world. And that's not what any of us want. No. Yeah. I think that's a good place to cap this off. Um, (laughs) Even though I feel like me and you could just jam on so many different things forever. But um, Mackenzie, thank you so much for just sharing your heart with us today. Um, I'm such a a fan and friend. (laughs) You inspire me to no end. (laughs) Same, same. You're a powerhouse. Love you so much. I love you. And for everyone listening, if you want to get more of Mackenzie, definitely hit up the links and the show notes. Um, You can find all the links to her high five 
high vibe food companies and offerings at mckenziemarslift.com. Definitely get yourself some protein bars, some brownies, some cacao, some hummus, and just load up on her glitter. Cause I assure you it's all good. The brownies and the cacao are my personal favorite. I could actually dip a brownie in some cacao right now if I had it right in front of me. <laughs> Adorable. Um, but Mackenzie, thank you so much. And to everyone who joined us today, thank you for joining us on an episode of Potent Truth, where we are taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. Please go check out Mackenzie's companies today, purchase a bunch of shit and just treat yourself to some good brownies. I keep saying the brownies because they're so good. You have to try them. Okay. Um, and it's the only cacao that I ever drink. I'm a big fan. Make sure you download a few episodes, drop a rating and review on iTunes. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear from you. So just hit us up on Instagram. You can hit me up. I am Ruby or Mackenzie Marsloff. Those links are in the show notes and just share your number one insight. We'd love to hear from you. And then of course, check back next Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho family. Oh.